The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where we share messages of hope, health, and healing. We want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer, and my mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities. Being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents that the Lord has blessed you with. Welcome. The Lord put it on my heart today to come on here and chat about something that I haven't shared a lot publicly, but this week is my 20-year anniversary of being in remission from cancer. And it's not something, like I said, I haven't shared a lot about this, but the Lord put it on my heart earlier in the week that I needed to come on and share about it. And we had this fun little game that we play where he tells me to do something and I agree, and then I pretend like I forget because <laughs> I don't want to do it because it's vulnerable. But here I am because I am always come around to being obedient. So it is my 20-year anniversary of being cancer-free, and I don't know why I don't talk about it much. I, If you've been following me for a while, you know that I am incredibly open and vulnerable about my journey with Lyme's disease and autoimmune issues and even my miscarriages. But when it comes to cancer, for some reason, I haven't been as vocal. I often will come alongside different individuals when they are going through it and share a lot of my story. But I think there's a level of guilt there that I'm still here And I have lost a lot of people along the way, Um, two people I really care about and one really dear friend just within the last year. And then I have a really dear friend actually going through breast cancer right now. And I've I've lost countless people over the years. And I always wanted to come alongside them and encourage them that it was going to be okay and that they were going to be okay because if I had had an, you know, horrible diagnoses I had and I came through that they would too. And that unfortunately has not been the case for several of them. And they're no longer with us. And thank God they're with the Lord and heaven shining down on us and can be um, just beacons of light from there, but they're not here. So I think that's why I'm not a totally 100% sure. But the Lord wanted me to share because I really want to talk about like, this is the gateway into me falling in love with nutrition and being really intentional about taking care of my body. Because prior to this, you know, I was 20 years old when I first got sick and I was living like any other college student. I drank, you know, half a dozen Mountain Dews a day and lived off pizza and what whatever I felt like, you know, and I did not put any effort into nutrition at all. Maybe every once in a while when I was trying to lose some weight because I have had, you know, pretty intense body image issues since I was about 12 years old, but never about nutrition. That was back, you know, in the 90s and early 2000s when fat was the bad macronutrient. And so that just consisted of, you know, going fat free in a few items or whatever. So my gateway into nutrition really happened upon, you know, I had been sick for 11 months 
when I was finally diagnosed, I kept going to these different doctors. I had all this horrible back pain. I started to lose mobility on my entire right side. My right leg would almost collapse when I would walk. And by the time I was um, this sick, my parents had just put me in the car and driven me to Mayo Clinic because we just could not get answers. They kept saying it was some type of arthritic disease and nobody could give us answers and it progressed really, really quickly. And so by the time we drove to Mayo Clinic, I had been, I had been sick for 11 months. I was in a wheelchair and I was in an excruciating amount of pain. And we waited in the lobby of this, um, arthritic clinic, um, like they were thinking like some juvenile rheumatoid arthritis or something like that. I was diagnosed with several things along the way, but like they basically they were just, you know, throwing darts at the wall, trying to figure out what was going on and throwing meds at me. And we were tired of that. So we waited in the, the lobby of this clinic at Mayo Clinic for three days trying to get seen. And I essentially passed out from the amount of pain I was in. And so my mom took me to the ER and in the ER, they immediately admitted me. They could tell from my white blood cell count that I was literally dying and did a couple body scans. And I was diagnosed within about 24 to 48 hours. They knew I had cancer. They didn't know what kind yet. My tumor was as big as a football and it had completely destroyed the right side of my pelvis and a lot of the left side of my pelvis, which is why I was in a wheelchair. I just had almost no bone mass left at all. And the outlook really was not good. I mean, they they gave me just a couple of weeks to live um, if they hadn't admitted me and started working ag- as aggressively as they did immediately. I, I wouldn't be here today. I can fully say that. And even with this aggressive plan that they have, they didn't, the, the diagnosis wasn't good. Even back then, even when I wasn't walking with the Lord, like I knew that I knew that I knew that I was going to live. I knew I was going to beat it. And I don't know where that came from because you guys, I had nothing left. I was wasted away down to like, I don't know, a hundred and just a few pounds. And I had almost no muscle mass left. And I was in pain all the time because the tumor was actually like surrounding my sciatic nerve. So the main nerve that runs, you know, through your pelvis all the way down to the bottom of your foot, the tumor was strangling that nerve. So I was in an excruciating amount of pain all the time. So I really wasn't present hardly ever because when you're in that much pain, it takes every ounce of energy that you have to just get through the day. But I had the first doctor I had said something along the lines of, you know, well, hopefully we can get you through this. And I don't know what the Lord, I fired that doctor. I, I don't know what, you know, made me do that or whatever, but I, I didn't want to tolerate anyone who believed or even wanted to put the notion in my head that I wasn't going to live. And so I fired that doctor. I asked for another one. Luckily, I was transferred to a different unit after they had done the bone marrow biopsy and figured out what type of cancer it was. And um, so I had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and I started chemo the Within a next day or two, I mean, this this is all kind of a blur. I was in the hospital for several weeks during this time. But it was a very aggressive chemotherapy, um, something called Rituxan, which was a brand new drug. I was literally one of the first patients in the entire country to use that. And then I had chemotherapy the second day. And within, you know, 24 hours of having my first chemotherapy, it was like, I was given new life again, like something happened in that moment that 
I could I could suddenly like see clearly for the first time in almost a year. And I knew that it, I knew that I knew that I was going to be okay. Now that's not to say that it wasn't a long and really hard journey. I had already been sick for almost a year at this point and then I had 6 months of really intense chemotherapy. And chemotherapy is really hard on the body. I was in the hospital almost after every single um, chemotherapy because it kills all your blood cells that are going to work to fight stuff. So you start having co-infections and all these things. And then I'd have to go to the doctor to just get these shots that would be white blood cells to help you your body recover. And so I wouldn't get all these co-infections and stuff. But it was miserable, but I came out, right? And so six months later, 20 years ago this week, um, I was in remission, which was amazing. And I was very elated, but I felt terrible because all of those drugs in my body and just all of the hormone imbalances and gut health issues and, you know, kind of depression goes along with that. It's like you walk through this And I had been sick for so long and so sick, it was like I didn't know how to be healthy again. And that sounds so crazy, but when you go through something like that, and it's that length of period, it almost becomes your identity. And I know that that's another big reason that I stopped talking about it is because I didn't want that to be my identity anymore. In the same week that I found out that I was in remission, just a handful of days later, my my grandma had been fighting lung cancer for a while at this point. And a handful of days later, we found out that hers had progressed to the point where they really didn't have any other options. And so she had discontinued treatment. So the same week that I found out that I was healthy and I was going to live and I had beat this, I found out that my grandma was dying and only had a handful of weeks to live. And so I don't think I ever really processed everything that I went through until years later. You know, we lost my grandma a couple of weeks later. My other grandmother died just a handful of months later from um, a stroke that she had been, you know, rapidly declining. And so this whole year and the year before that, when I was really sick, it was just kind of a blur. And I got out the other side and it was like I had no energy to get off the couch. I had no energy to do anything. My body was showing all these symptoms of like menopausal symptoms, even though I was only 21 years old. And I I really struggled with like mental health because I didn't know how to be healthy. I was so full of these chemotherapy drugs, which are so hard on your body. And that was when I really started digging into nutrition and how important it is to take care of yourself. And that door opened and it was my first step into naturopathy. You know, I found like I would go to my oncologist and I would tell him about all these awful symptoms I was having. I would I would have spasms. Even though my tumor was gone, I would have Charlie horses in the middle of night that would last for hours because I had so much nerve damage and nobody could tell me why. Stuff like that. I went through, you know, months and months of physical therapy because of all the damage to my pelvis. By the way, aren't our bodies amazing? Like my pelvis was able to completely like regenerate and rebuild itself. I've had a handful of x-rays and CAT scans and things since then. And 
I had to switch oncologists about three or four years ago just to due to insurances. And like he is blown away by the initial pictures that I had, you know, 20 years ago and what it looks like now. He's like, your pelvis is completely normal. So sidebar, our bodies are amazing. They have the abilities to rebuild themselves. But back around to um, what I was going through at that time. So open this door to what naturopath medicine was, right? She did a handful of tests. She was able to tell me immediately why my muscles were spasming so bad is because I had this massive deficiency in this nutrient. And she was able to regulate my hormones a little bit because I had been told by my oncologist I would never be able to have children, that I should expect to go through menopause in just you know the next year or two. And I just really didn't want to accept that. So we fast forward. Um, I, I opened the store to nutrition. I was doing all these things, but I was also still in my early 20s. So I don't know about you, but I, I, didn't, I wasn't the smartest person back then. So along the line somewhere, and it wasn't even a conscious decision, I stopped doing the things that got me healthy again. And started living like a normal 21-year-old, 22-year-old. You know, I had lived so much of my life sick. My 21st birthday, I went to the bar and made it to like 10 o'clock. And I think I had like a half a beer and then had to go home and go to sleep because I was still in the middle of chemotherapy and I was super sick and it was awful. So I almost flip-flopped after about a year of being healthy where I just wanted to go out and have every experience and, you know, probably didn't make some great decisions. I wasn't walking with the Lord at that time. So it was a a really different time in my life. But I stopped doing all of the things that got me to feel like a million bucks again. And then we fast forward, you know, a handful of years and I met my now husband. And for the first time, I, I cared that I might not be able to have kids You know, I knew that I was going to marry this man. I knew where this relationship was going. And I had never given much thought to that before. Like, yeah, okay, that's kind of sad that I can't have kids. But it never really hurt me deeply until I met Aaron, my now husband. And that's when it really started to weigh on me. And during that time, I also had to go in for a handful of surgeries on my, you know, lady parts because I'd had some precancerous cells. And so I'd had some scares there again where it was like, I knew that I knew that I had to make these long-term nutrition changes permanent. It couldn't just be something I did once in a while. Like I was responsible for taking care of this body that God gave me. And so luckily, uh, you know, our miracles, our, our miracles are here. We have two kids and, you know, that hasn't been without heartache, but the Lord did bless us with that and things were going great. Although I wasn't as good at the nutrition stuff as I had been once before, but after having kids and you're just run down and exhausted and the Lord really opened up my life to uh, nutrition again. And that's when I started with a network marketing company that I've been with for nine years. Um, Love their products. They really brought me back to life again, had two young kids. I was working full time back then and everything was great. I had just left my full-time job, you know, a year into this network marketing company. And then all of a sudden I found myself super sick again. And I was like, I am taking care of myself, Lord. What is happening? And it took three years to finally be diagnosed, but I had Lyme's disease. 
and because I have these underlying autoimmune issues that I didn't know about until that time, but probably also contributed to the cancer because it has to do with the way my body metabolizes metals and toxins and things like that. And when your body can't metabolize those, they just hang out in there and cause a toxic environment. And that's where disease thrives, right? So that is the journey that led me to where we are today. Um, Seven years ago when I was, or I'm sorry, seven years ago, I got Lyme's disease. I wasn't diagnosed until um, four years ago, but that has led me on this journey of this is the temple that the Lord blessed me with and I have to take care of it. And I still was on this journey of where like I was really taking care of myself. I take pride in taking care of that. But outwardly, I didn't love, um, I didn't love my body, right? I had been called fat when I was 12 years old in gym class. I remember it was like the swimming sessions and I had developed a lot sooner than a lot of the other girls and I had curves and I had cellulite. And you guys, I was still only like 110 pounds and at the same height I am today. So it was, I was not fat. Like I can look back and absolutely know that I know that I know that I was not fat. But some, you know, other 12-year-old boy that had seen, you know, magazines and models and actresses that paint this picture of what the female body is, quote, supposed to be, told me I was fat and I, I believed it. I took, I swallowed that and I carried that with me um, for, till, honestly, until the last few years. And as I was preparing to do this message today, the Lord just kind of reminded me, like he's taken me so far in rewiring how I see myself and like I am God's masterpiece. And I went through this huge period of life hating and loathing my body, even though I've been through all these really hard things and my body's carried me through it all, but I was only slapping this label on myself by what I looked like on the outside. What somebody else's expectation of me should be. Keep in mind, this was like almost 30 years ago, some dumb kid expectation of what my body should look like. And I carried that with me. I slapped that label on. I swallowed that and have spent the last 30 years hating what God gave me. So as he's been walking me through this, he reminded me, you know, this body has been through cancer. This body has been through Lyme's disease. This body has been through autoimmune issues. This body has been through miscarriages. Like my body has prevailed through all of that. How do I see it? But anything less than the masterpiece that God created. How do I see it as anything less than a gift from the Lord? Right? And this takes a massive shift. It changes, takes a massive amount of work. But this is what the mission of Exalted Health is all about body image revival. Right? I still will admit that I don't 100% love the way I look on the outside. But that isn't the point. The point is, is like every cell of this body has carried me through some really 
tough things. And maybe your story isn't my story, but the thing I relate to people the most on is that we all have these images or these labels that were slapped, other people's expectations that were slapped on us that we believe to be truth about ourselves. So no matter what it is that you've been through, like God gave you that body for a reason. And until we start seeing our bodies as the temples that the Lord blessed us with, we are never going to be in alignment with who we are. We can never have peace in our bodies until we start having massive gratitude for the things it's been through. Because I know not everybody's been through cancer or Lyme's disease or miscarriages, but everybody's been through something. Everybody has their own wounds and their own stories. And until we start making peace with how far our bodies have carried us, we're never going to be in alignment. We're never going to be able to walk out our destiny because if we're so busy walking around, like I know how women's brains work because it was my, it was my brain for so many years. We're so worried about how the world sees us. We're so worried about what other people are thinking about our bodies or things that word curses that people have broken, or I'm sorry, word curses that people have said over us that we, that we don't focus on our God-given destiny. We're so worried about what we're going to eat today or tomorrow if we had too many calories or this or that, that we don't have room in our brains to walk out our God-given calling. And so if that's you and you're listening to this here today, I just want to invite you into the body image revival movement because it is such a different place when you can take all that energy that you spent hating and loathing your body and speaking these word curses over it or believing word curses that other people have said about your body, believing other people's opinions about your body. And we can just throw all of those out and just walk in the truth of what God says about us. We can teach you to nourish your body in a healthy way so you can still meet your goals, but the place that we're coming from is so much different and better and full of peace and joy and love versus from this place of hating and loathing and trying to fix your body to please people on the outside. We teach you how to break off the the lies that you've been believing or the lies that other people have spoken over you and just really live from this place of health and peace and joy and goodness And it's such a different place when you arrive there. And if you have listened to any of my other podcasts, you know I normally start uh, every episode with, with a Jesus moment. And I didn't today because my Jesus moment literally was when I went from realizing that I didn't need to fix my body to what other people thought it was going to be because I know what God says about me. And those quiet moments with God are where he has ministered to me, showed me the verses that speak truth over my life and my body. And what does this have to do with me having cancer? Well, you guys, I've had cancer. I've had chronic autoimmune disease. I've had Lyme issues. And I know that the way I was speaking and treating my body prior to having these revelations 
added to that. Like we know how powerful our words are. We know that when we speak positively about ourselves, it's a different neural pathway in the brain than it is when we curse or speak negatively about our bodies. So we know how powerful words are alone, right? So then when we take into account Jesus's words, things that Jesus says about us, and we have the whole power of heaven behind us, that's where true transformation happens. And that's where my transformation happened, is I started believing what God says about me. And I want that for every single one of you too. I hope you'll join us. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time.